Today's podcast is brought to you by AssaultLimited.com. Even when you aren't saying anything, you're saying something. Let your gear say the right thing for you. That's where Assault Limited comes in. Assault Limited offers tactical versions of things you use every day. The Assault Pen is a great quality, intimidating looking pen with a pinpoint tip used for self-defense or to break glass. The Assault Spork has so many different tactical uses, we only have time to highlight a few. It's a spoon, a fork, a wrench, a carabiner, and a bottle opener. The possibilities are endless. The Assault Pencils and the Assault Straws, well, they both look pretty badass and they both tell political correctness to take a long jump off a short bridge. When you need things and you want them to be the best quality while issuing a statement to anyone else who sees, look at assaultlimited.com. Also sponsoring today's podcast is Urban Savage, U-R-B-N-S-V-G.com. The best quality apparel available, American-made t-shirts and sweatshirts that fit great with the quality that will outlast the creepy battery bunny. The Date Night Tee, which is the badass's version of the subtle embroidered logo t-shirt that so many of us grew up with. And the hats are 100% American-made, not just embroidered here like so many others. Ooh, and those sweatshirts are so damn comfy. The next time you're thinking about scoring a new piece of gear, remember to check out urbnsvg.com. Last but not least, today's podcast is brought to you by A3 Body Protectant. A3 was designed when Martin noticed that Hawaiian surfers who spend their entire lives in the sun had radiant, healthy skin. After plenty of awkward questions about how seriously they take their skin care, he learned the secrets. Hawaii's best kit secret is now available at A3Equip.com. That's A3 eqip.com a3 is a truly natural cream that can be used as a skin lotion a lip balm a hair conditioner honestly anywhere you want to keep moist and healthy get yours today at a3 eqip.com all doctors to the er do these guys have any idea what they are talking about talking about talking about Get squared away. Spiritual. Get squared away. Emotional. Get squared away. Mental. Get squared away. Physical. The podcast that'll help you get squared away. All right, we are back with the sausage party. (laughs) (laughs) You said it. Oh, funny story. Sausage party. So contacted martin yesterday he uh i sent the deer in for him for meat to get processed and unexpected on how much he was going to get back and like he ended up with double 90 pounds of <laughs> of summer sausage and venison summer sausage so he put a post up yesterday if you guys saw it and said sausage party so my wife suggested that our po- our new podcast name is going to be the sausage party and it's kind of oh, fitting no, it's going to stick it's kind of fitting okay i mean if you look at the demographics from who who listens it's pretty fitting. <laughs> the sausage party. About 89% males, 11% females. And right. I'm pretty sure that 11% female might just be like my wife. We got to jump that stat. People. There's a few other people. Yeah, I'm sure there is. Just messing. We so, got to jump that stat. So, <clears throat> so yeah, invite your uh, females, I guess, and hopefully they're interested. Right. Sport, we'll probably have to talk about shit that they're actually interested in, though, <laughs> which is probably isn't going to happen because I don't even know what that is. Oh. Oh, we're good. We're like relationship experts. We are relationship experts. <laughs> um, so let's just quick uh, high spot. Is there anything new for you on your squared away practices? Just new new knowledge, new practices, just anything. We're going to try to get away from um, just going into us talking about the same thing that we do every week. Um, got a few requests that that gets a little boring for people. So, oh, all right. Yeah, nothing totally new other than taking blood tests and uh, just trying to figure out where I'm at. It's good. We talked about that like 10 episodes ago that you were going to go do that. I'm glad you got it back. Yep. So it's just, yeah, figuring out where you're at and then uh, adjusting to it. So, I mean, workouts have been good, but it's just, okay, what what are my next steps as old as I am and maintaining my test levels where they should be? And I want to I want to mention something. If you guys listen to the uh, the podcast with with J.R. Sharper Jr., he talked about DHEA, which I had been dabbling with DHEA and, and the scientists are really unsure of what DHEA exactly does and how it works in your body. I think it operates differently differently for a lot of people. Um, what I noticed is, is I started out taking it before I went to bed. And if I wasn't taking any sort of sleep enhancements, I was getting pretty shitty sleep. I was rolling around a lot. I was alert. I was up. If I was, if I was up and I couldn't fall back asleep, I was kind of angry. So 
just total speculation. I'm guessing that it was elevating testosterone levels past where they should have been. DHEA. Yeah. Really. Um, so then I start. So then I switched it to the morning, um, and it was good like that for a while. Um, but I didn't notice. I didn't notice as much of a of a of a difference having it during the day. So I've kind of backed back off of it a little bit. But just you know, filling you guys in because we did talk about DHEA and excuse me, Junior mentioned how he was trying it. And I said that it was something that I was getting into taking and I've kind of backed back off of it because I didn't like how it worked at night. And that was really what I was using it for is I was using it for, for sort of overnight repair and maintenance. Um, so if any of you guys want to try it, it's awesome. If, and if you, if it doesn't affect your sleep, I definitely noticed that it, def, it, it, it enhanced my, um, my repair overnight. It definitely, I recovered quicker, but uh, affecting my sleep's not worth it. Yeah. So um, and the other thing I've been working on dick workouts, <laughs> I was wondering what that is. Yeah. You're right. You saw that in my notes. <laughs> I'm like, so you, you hear how women do Kegels, right? You know, women do Kegels to tense up, to tighten up the muscles. Well, I started researching and apparently men can get those muscles strong enough to stop an ejaculation. All right. You're going to have to explain that one. Cause yeah. I'm right. So the muscles, lost there. the muscles are, are wrap around the tube that carries your ejaculate from where it's made to your penis. And you can make those muscles strong enough to where when you are ready to ejaculate during sex, you can clench those muscles and stop yourself from going. And then you can keep going. So you, you squeeze, the orgasm subsides, and then you just keep going again. The hell are you squeezing? The muscles. So the best explanation of the muscles that you're squeezing is, have you ever had to stop peeing mm -hmm. in the middle of a pee? It's that muscle. Are you serious? Yes. Oh my gosh. And so there's this app. There's this app I have on my phone. I don't even know where the hell I put my phone. There's an I app think it's called, oh yeah. For dick workouts? Yeah. Yeah. It's called, I think it's called PFEI and it goes through and it's I these. So. Oh, Siri thought oh, so too. She's listening. Um, it's this app. I gotta look this shit up. PFEI. And it gives you like a squeeze time and a hold time. And it's got all these different, and it, that's all it is. It's a squeeze and a rest and a squeeze and a rest, but it's different times of squeezing and different times of resting to build that muscle. It's building the muscle stronger and building your control of the muscle. Okay. I don't know. Right. There's, there's a Dr. Kegel. Men's sure. You can sex. use that one too. You're Apple though. I'm an Android. Uh, squeeze so, time for men. There you go. Squeeze Kegel time for men. Exercises for prostate. Wow, and so folks, if you, this is new. Hey, man, I'm all about enlightening our audience and giving them actionable advice. And if you want to be able to go all night long, <laughs> all right, you got to be able to squeeze that shit off. Two ninety nine gets you stamina, stamina, S T A M E N A for longer lasting sex. To it's all about two exercises: the Kegel and the reverse Kegel. Ooh, I don't know the reverse Kegel. I'm gonna have to look that one up. Uh, holy crap! There's a lot of them. Guy Fit Kegel exercise yeah. erection. Yeah, because dudes want to be able to rock for hours at a time, bro. Jeez, there's the Kegel trainer exercise, which is like really nice UI on that thing. Oh yeah, no, the UI on mine sucks. It's just a big, it's a big clock. And it starts and stops, and then it gives you another workout. So you just what? You take a piss and you just keep stopping. No, 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 no. You don't piss. You're not doing it when you're pissing. You're just sitting there. That really? was just my that was just my explanation of what the muscle is. Oh. Is that muscle that you squeeze? I'm doing it right now while we're talking. What do you think about that? No, that's that's a little weird. Dude. Yep, I'm doing it. Oh yeah, holding it, holding it, and wow. then rest. <clears throat> there's like yeah, there's a lot in there. There's even the uh, the Latino version. Ooh, there's a Latin version because they count different in Spanish. Apertura is solta. See? Oh my god, I don't know what that means. Opening a whole new world to you, brother. Uh, there's also the FP period tracker and calendar. There and is a period tracker. And there's the Asian uh the Asian Kegel app. There's an Asian Kegel app. I so, don't just smaller Kegels. Learn something new every day. So that's my new that's my new addition to my daily routine. <laughs> My alarm goes off at like nine. I do it while I'm driving around for work or I wow. do it before I meditate. Since I work remotely, now you know what I'm going to be doing all day long. Mm -hmm. <laughs> be like, bro, you don't even know how fucking strong my dick muscles are. Wow. 
So that's my that's my enlightenment to the day. I mean, pretty much you guys can shut the podcast off now because you've that's learned cool. everything oh, for the week that you need to good. learn. Yep. Download how many of those apps and squeeze it. So yeah. we haven't talked about Rittenhouse yet. Yeah, it's new. It's a uh, gosh. I mean, what can you say about it? I'm really happy that the justice system still works. Yeah. The media doesn't work. Pretty, pretty questionable whether a lot of the other branches of the government work, but the justice system still works. Yeah. Well, the media, I don't know if it doesn't work. It works. It, it kind of weeded out, you know, it was almost like an IQ test because there's some people that are still convinced that this is, you know, some racist white supremacist. Yeah. So the weirdest thing dude there that shot some black people, the weirdest thing there is that there was no people of color involved in this cr- situation period. Yeah. But some some people are still adamant. No. Yeah. I mean, I'm pretty sure that if you didn't like really do your research, you may never know that the three guys that were shot were white and criminals. Yeah. Probably don't. And no idea. Criminals. Yeah. Pedophile. Yep. Child rapist. So and these guys traveled quite a ways to come in as part of this organized. My know. favorite, my favorite is during the during the um, examination of uh, the Gabe, whatever his name was, Gabe, whatever. Yeah. Anyways, the guy that got his arm shot. Yeah, him. yeah, yeah, yeah. He says, uh, the defense attorney says, uh, were you aiming the gun at Kyle's head? Well, I don't remember, he says. And then he says, well, what is in this picture? Or no, he says, look at this picture. What is this picture of? And he goes, my bicep being blown off. <laughs> <laughs> And sure enough, he was aiming a loaded Glock at Kyle's head. Yeah. So. And later on, he admitted that he had pointed the gun at him first. And then. Yeah. Then Kyle lifted the rifle. Yeah. So. so but uh, yeah, pretty, pretty messed up. Um, really disappointed. I, I can't even say disappointed. Disappointed in our current um, presidential administration's reply. Both of the president and the vice president. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But their reply, I think, is based on and even the news networks. I've had to walk this back because I mean they're in for some litigation. Yeah, from Rittenhouse pretty soon here. So and so I was I was listening to a few lawyers talk, and it seems like defamation is something that you have to be some sort of a political figure to be able to financially gain from. Is how the lawyer was explaining it on whatever really? news network. He was he was trying to explain it that like you have to be able to prove for defamation that you were that you were at loss for your reputation, but you had to have some sort of a public reputation prior or something. And, and you know, it's, it's all law is really weird because it, yeah. we can say that there's laws, but really it comes down to like prior litigations and prior term, you know, um, decisions and stuff like that. So, but yeah, he was trying to explain it that there may be the case may be loose for defamation for him. But then there was the guy that got like a hundred million dollars from CNN a few oh. years ago. The, the yeah, younger Sandman. kid. Yeah. Sandman got a $250 million yeah. total between the Washington Post and I think New York Times, and he's still rolling. He's got six more six more cases to go. So. That's insane. Yeah, so he could be could be a billionaire by the time he's done. There we go. So, but I thought, uh, I've seen defamation cases go in civil court where somebody loses their job, and, you know, I mean, you could put a number on it. So yeah, but you'd have to lose your job, right? Like, correct. Like, he's 17 years old. He didn't lose a job. Yeah. You know, but he had uh, now he can't move back into his neighborhood. His whole life changes. So yeah. how do you place a value on that? Oh, same thing I with mean, Sandman. You yeah, know? So, realistically, it's a crazy amount of of loss that he's going to have. I mean, he's going to be probably nervous for the rest of his life. Yeah. Realistically. Yeah. If you get your life threatened, kind of like Sandman did, it's like, well, you know, yeah, 250 mil. That's that's just a start. And instead of instead of holding the line and stating that the justice system, you know, it was a tough decision. You you didn't have to agree with it, but you could have come out and said like, it was a tough, it was a tough decision, but this shows that our justice system still works or something to that effect. Right. Right. No. Kamala comes out and says, starts patting her own back about how she's worked her entire life for equal justice, which first of all, the idea of equal justice, justice is always equal. 
Like justice yeah. is justice. That's like a fucking double negative or a double positive. It, 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 it's a useless term, but for equal justice. And clearly we still have a long ways to go. Shut the fuck up. Yeah. Yeah. You could stop right at quoting Kamala Harris right yeah. there anyway. Yeah. I mean, she's completely lost it. But I mean, the whole thing is, I think it's pretty clear. I mean, there's so much evidence. So if you didn't watch the trial, obviously, and you're just watching the news, but. No, is it dumb as a 17 year old kid that he was in the situation? I mean, that's one of the root causes, but what's, what's you know, the true root cause is nobody should be going around burning up other people's businesses. Yeah. And what's... Uh, and why do 17-year-old kids from a different state have to come in and help? Correct. Instead of the actual people that are paid to help. Yeah. But, you know, his family lives there. And the guy that he was helping, ironically, um, yeah, the, the Middle Eastern guy that owned the car lots, um, when I was... I, I had a client there, which was a university that's right next door to the... One of the three lots I got completely and It was torched. the same guy? It's the same guy. Okay. So I didn't realize that until they showed the the guys, yeah. the two guys that owned it. The younger guy actually owned that lot. And when I was out there checking it out, he was out there just, you know, I mean, that's everything he started. Sure, he's got, you know, some insurance for it, but he's got to clean it up. And that's, that's your business. You built it. That's your, you know, blood and sweat. So people don't understand that. And that's why I hate hearing these writers go... Well, they get insurance anyway. Well, it still doesn't give you a right to go trash their business. So it's just. No, and insurance covers the loss. Insurance doesn't cover the rebuilding of the business. I mean, people don't understand that a lot of business, especially if you're a business like like a store, right, or a restaurant. Yeah. And you have to close down for a month because of rioters. That business doesn't just come back. It's not like you just open and all of a sudden everybody's habits go back to coming to your restaurant or coming back to your store. You have to rebuild that shit. Yeah, and that was weeks and weeks of cleanup, too. Yeah. And you got to clean it up, then you got to set it up, and now you got to get new inventory. I mean, it's a lot of stuff they don't account for. I mean, we're here in Madison to look at the uh, at the substantial amount of businesses that just stayed closed on State Street oh, after yeah. all that shit. They're just like, they're just done. It's pretty sad. Yeah. I think there was, what, 48 businesses that closed down? Yeah. But in the end here, I mean, if Rittenhouse goes after them, I'm not a big person in lawsuits, but guess what? There's got to be some accountability. So I think the lawsuits, are that's the only way to bring accountability to the news networks and even the administration. So so we go from a crime, not even a crime, right? Self-defense. Okay. So yeah. we go from a, from a, a alleged crime, right? Because it was alleged when, they, when the lawsuit was going on, it was an alleged crime that, that his defense attorney was defending. You are innocent yeah. until proven guilty in our country. It's in the fucking, you know, the, the constitution. That's three, um, three criminals. Yep. But so, so I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to feed us right into the next thing. Okay. okay. So we have, we have a now innocent alleged criminal at the time that the media instantly puts forward as guilty, right? Media put, put him forward as guilty. It right. was, it was the murders in, in Waukesha or the, the murders in, in Kenosha. It was murder Kyle Rittenhouse. It was all this shit. Right. And that was the news stories. Right. Now let's roll right into Waukesha. Yeah. If you guys are unaware, I'm sure you're aware a criminal career criminal drove an SUV into a Christmas parade, killed so far, six people and injured 79 people. The media stories on this are completely opposite. They don't even talk about the man necessarily until they get further into the news story. All the headlines are SUV kills, SUV plunged into. And we've talked about yeah. the guy. Well, the initial is, is an accident. Yeah. What's the difference between Kyle Rittenhouse and this guy? Jacob Brooks. Oh, boy. Skin color. Yep. How fucked up is that? Well, it doesn't support the narrative. Doesn't support the narrative. So whether you believe there's a narrative or not, I mean, this I think this is pretty obvious. When. Remember when all the black squares came out on Instagram? Oh, Everybody yeah. was putting their black squares, right? And if you didn't put your black squares, silence was violence. So you were actually guilty if you weren't speaking out against what happened. If you didn't put a black square out. Yep. Silence is violence. That was their, that was their terminology. No. Just by not speaking against the, the, I think that was, that was, um, that was Jacob or, uh, right. 
Which one was that? That was during the... Um, was it George Floyd? Yeah, I think that one was during the George Floyd. So if you didn't, didn't speak it, out so against it, if you didn't speak out against it, you were violent. Okay. But where is the outrage now? There's, there's no outrage. There's no Hollywood elite outraged who instantly are, are on the fucking war path whenever there's any sort of mass violence. Right. Where's the where's the woke corporations? Where where is all the the Twitterati? You know, where's where's all this shit? All these people that freak out when anything. I mean, one woman died in Charlottesville when a far right. I guess do we call him a protester? I guess it was a protest. Ran his car, used his car as a weapon and killed a woman. Oh, really? Was he far right? Yeah, he was murdered her with his car. It was a fucking outrage. One person. I don't see any outrage now. Yeah, but it was five white people that died. Old ladies and little kids. Yeah. That doesn't matter at this point. Because their skin color is wrong. And one one of the most damaging things here, I think, is that by... When you train a dog, right... Repetition is how you train your dog. You don't have your dog do something and then give them a treat once and they learn how to do it. You do it over and over and over. And that repetition instills the action or the idea that the action will get a reward. Right now, what we're doing is we are repeatedly creating a negative environment whenever a Majority, I'm not even going to say white, but a majority human being creates a, or commits a alleged crime. And we're completely ignoring when minorities cre- commit an alleged crime. Right. And the thing is, is there are some of the majority that are guilty and some that are innocent. And there are some of the minority that are guilty and some that are innocent. That's what the fucking judicial system is for. But all we're doing is creating this, this environment where you're basically ignorant to the law if you are from a minority class. Yeah. Blacks and Hispanics are at top of that list. Yes. So, I mean, you as a white person, I mean, how are you going to react to this? Because this isn't going to get any better. This is a narrative that they're going to try to support. So, you know, as a white person, what do you do? What do you say? What battles do you pick? You can't stay silent. You can't stay silent. You're just going to walk right over. No, you can't stay silent. You have to mind every P and Q. And you have to be able to intelligently uphold your ideals when questioned. You can't back down. You have to stay open-minded if someone comes at you with an intelligent argument that makes sense. You have to be able to 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 bob and weave and take in new ideas. And if somebody makes a good point that, that you want to implement into your ideals, you have to be able to have that. But you can't say something, get put on the, you know, put on, on blast and then back down and apologize to it for it. Unless you're an asshole. If you're an asshole, apologize. But if you were saying something that you truly believe in and you you have thought about and intelligently have an argument for, you have to basically just dig your heels in. And the thing is, is we've seen it. We've seen it. When somebody says something and they're, they're, you know, put on blast by the Twitterati or the, or the, the woke left and they say, no, that's what I meant. I'm not apologizing. They basically just move on. It's when you it's when you cower is when they 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 sense some sort of softness and they just fucking jump on. Right? Yeah, so you're talking like guys like Bill Maher, who's a leftist, but he's been speaking out against a lot of this narrative that's you know being pushed. Uh Bill Burr, the comedian. Yeah. So he pushes back. Yeah. And they don't do anything to him. So the thing is, is if you are if you are are strong in your ideals and strong in your values, you don't back down because you have thought through all of these ideas and all these situations and you have a very 
thick, robust base that you are sitting back on. Yeah. It's when you're talking out of your ass and have no idea really five layers into what you're saying yeah. is when you back down because you can't, you can't uphold your argument because you don't even understand what you're saying. And that's what I see a lot, a ton on the left, but also a ton on the right is people that are just regurgitating this week's social media facts yeah. and have done none of their own research. Don't even understand what the facts mean and are so close minded that they don't, they can't intake anyone else's argument because the only way to really, the only way to come out ahead is to be able to see where someone else is coming from. And if there are flaws in their logic, point out the flaws in their logic, not yell louder about your logic. Right. Now for us, we live in a liberal uh, county. Uh, we we Ultra. like, I, should I use liberal or communist? So I, I just came across this this week. We live in Madison, right? I mean, just outside of Madison. I just came across this this week. Do you remember in the early 80s, the governor, I can't remember what his name was, Lee something, called Madison 30 square miles surrounded by reality. And that is so perfect. Yeah. So perfect. Yeah. So how do we, I mean, we live right in it. Yeah. So how do you, like for me, it's a little different as a minority. So now I walk in there, you know, I could almost blend in and, you know, be part of the narrative. But for you, as a white, you know, mostly conservative guy, if you go in there, you know, let's say you walk into town with a let's go Brandon shirt on. You're inviting that. You're going to start seeing blood start to boil. You you are inviting, but you got you have to realize that if you're walking into town with that on, you're already closing minds. Yeah. You're not you're not inviting any intelligent conversation. You're so your you're pissing, you're pissing people off. You're going to have to be conscious about that yeah. if you, whether you live in you know going to Austin, Texas or yeah. going to you know any you know New York City, San Francisco. You have to be as a white person more conscious about that. Not even just white, even the black. I come from a and this has changed a lot over the last 15 years. I used to be that that firework, right? That trying to piss people off like and I've changed a lot because that's never going to that's never going to change what other people think. Showing them that there is love and humanity and intelligence behind what I feel. And the reason that I want to teach a man how to fish is so that everyone can be independent and doesn't have to you know, worry about how they're going to feed their family. That comes from a place of love. And the only way to do that is to have the conversations, but have them very open and intelligent and not uh, combative, right? Yeah. So going into that situation more from a place of let me show you, let me show you how I think and how I feel and how I want you to be stronger as a, as a race, as a sex, as an age group, as whatever, whatever your demographic is that I can, you know, that, whatever your victimhood is that you are, that you are holding on to and not letting go of. I want to take you and I want to show you how that doesn't have to be a victimhood. That doesn't have to be something that you put up in front of you as a shield. That could be something that you put behind you as a fucking rocket launcher and it could push you to greatness, yeah. not an excuse. Yeah. But you have to be able to have those conversations and not get emotional yourself. Right. Sometimes, sometimes you got to pick your battles. Oh, hundred percent. Because there's, you know, the woman, the woman at the craft store yesterday that you were at. I'm never going to convince her of, you know, my point of view. Yeah, I mean, you can outright see it. Yeah, I mean, sometimes their appearances, you know, and this lady had, you know, Black Lives Matter shirt wide open, and you know, just basically getting emotionally charged because people weren't wearing. The whole idea of, yeah, they didn't have their mask on. I have this way down on my list, but Black Lives Matter as an organization is damaging because if you agree with their politics, you agree with them as you disagree with them. I'm sorry. You disagree with their politics and you disagree with them as an organization that automatically is assumed by everyone around that you're disagreeing with the separate fact that black lives matter. 
And because I disagree with a organization who is named Black Lives Matter does not mean that I disagree with the term Black Lives Matter. Right. The organization Black Lives Matter currently has a buy black boycott white business. I didn't know that. Yes. They're currently, and so this is an true. LA thing, I think, from the from the articles that I was reading. It's it's based in LA, but I don't know how much of it goes out. But yeah. I mean, we're talking to the point that they're suggesting pulling out investments in white-owned businesses if you're an investor. Like Bro. you fucking idiots realize that A, that's the most racist thing ever. You're not combating racism. You're fucking igniting the fans <laughs> of racism. Yeah, but isn't that BLM's philosophy? Combat racism with more racism? Yes, because it's <laughs> it's <sighs> because then it shows I don't know everybody if it's, it's how crab, racist we are. It's crabs in a bucket mentality, right? It's it's the crabs in a bucket mentality. It's it's I'm only going to get better by pulling you down, not we can all get fucking better, right? Like you just think about, I don't even remember what it's from, but it's crabs in a bucket. It's a fucking bucket with a bunch of crabs and there's one crab that's climbing up and trying to get out and all the other crabs are grabbing at his feet trying to fucking (laughs) pull him down, you know? And that's the mentality and that's part of that problem, I hate to fucking say it, is the family structure in minority communities. Yeah. It is. That's proven, I think they'll admit it to. 100%. But it doesn't, you know, stoke the flames of the narrative. So yeah. And, and, get- and that's what, that's really the point that I want to get across is, is by disagreeing with BLM as an organization, not, not saying those words, I'm not disagreeing with Black Lives Matter. 1,000% every fucking person matters and i say that hesitantly yeah. because my daughter is currently going through a lesson in school and we've talked about it before with there are no bad people there are only bad ideas but then you see something that happened like this guy that ran over all these fucking people and there's bad people yeah like he was damaged clearly and it it sucks that everything that's happened to him in his life has put him there yeah but that's what he's fed spiritually that's what mentally. he's fed one hundred percent. Yeah, you feed the devil's food cake. Guess what? That's what's going to come out. Yeah. So, it's, yeah, it's it's irritating. I mean, you can't look at you have to look at Black Lives Matter just like uh, Compassion International, right? Just because, I don't know that one. So Compassion International is a uh, it, it's it was a Christian group started decades ago, and what it does is it you know goes into church and tells people, well, you know, here's all these kids that and if you give them $5 a month or $10 or no, $35 a month, they'll pay for X amount of meals, books, and yada, 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 clothes and whatnot, right? But then you really have to look at, okay, well, how much, what percentage of that is really going to the, the child? Yeah. And I'm not doing that because of, oh, well, I'm not compassionate to, you know, homeless and hungry children. Yeah. It's because, yeah, there's 50 plus thousand nonprofits out there and guess what? Majority of them, they're not honest. No. And there's maybe like 3% that goes to what the cause is. Well, I'm not going to throw my money that's at awful. that. That's awful. Yeah. I'm not here to support the executive group of these nonprofits. And, and that's one thing that you bring up now that I now that I think of it. I haven't heard of that one, but I know um, I read a big article about executive compensation and nonprofits. And yeah. some of them are outlandish. Some big names. Oh, yeah. I'm not going to say like Red Cross, because I don't know if that's one of them. Um, but that's the first one that comes to my mind when yeah. I think of nonprofits. But we're talking like obscene executive salaries. Yeah. So, I mean, the minute they start hitting most of the ones that I've checked into, because I get a lot of groups that, you know, hit me up and, hey, donate. If you agree with this, donate. You know, they plead yeah. to you emotionally. And then, you know, you got to do some research. And we do the research, majority of these executives, the executive teams are averaging, you know, three, 350,000 a year. I'm like for what? Yeah, and to me, it's like, well, okay, what percentage then trickles down to the actual cause? So I, I did that with BLM because I was being open-minded. You know, I'm like, hey, it is an ideal that started it. So what are they doing about it? So the two things I look at is, is one, are they creating programs that are helping the situation, which was a flat zero? They're not doing anything. Yeah, and then you know, lastly, is okay, where's all this money that they're collecting going to? Well, 100% of it's going to Democratic Party. 
Black Lies Matter. If you guys want to fucking, if you guys want some more information on this, that book is astonishing. I mean, it, it's amazing. The dude breaks down the ideals and the and the damage that it's done to the community and and what he and his ideas of what can be done to actually improve the community. Yeah, um, that book's awesome. Yeah, and if BLM was a group that you know, hey, they're going countrywide and establishing programs for you know these kids without fathers, um, you know, doing what boys and girls club are doing hey you know what i'd be all for it but right now they're doing absolutely nothing yeah other than raising destroying other minorities businesses and raising money for yeah for political gain it's just it's stupid so you know sorry i mean that's the facts all right australia is taking on social media have you seen this uh i've heard about it but yeah i didn't really so from what i gather is they're trying to push um legislation forward that would change the idea of social media from being a platform where you and I can post to being a publisher of you or my, what, if I post something on, let's say Facebook or meta or whatever the fuck it's called now, if I post something, they are responsible for what I posted. They're a publisher of my content. So by changing that from a platform to a publisher, they are then financially and um, informationally responsible for what I post. So if I post something that is um, negative, damaging, slandering, anything like that, they can be forced to to take it down and give up my information to authorities on because I'm I'm they're publishing my content, and so they would have to like even let's say I had a t- completely anonymous you know profile page, they would have to give my information, everything they have about me, my IP or whatever they have. I'm sure they save all that. You know how much shit they save. I mean, they, yeah. they, if you log into your bank account on the same phone that you use Instagram on, they can probably tell you what bank you use. You know, I'm sure, I'm sure it's to that point because it, it's probably all IP tracking and all that shit. Yeah. So this goes through, they will actually be liable to give all that information to the government if they ask for it. But they have the ability now to censor it by telling you that, oh, that's damaging information, blah, blah, blah. Well, if, we're not going to post it. Hold on, but if you, owned, if you owned Meta, right? If you, were, if you were an executive at Meta and you all of a sudden became liable for anything that was on there, wouldn't you? Well, you like, start censoring even, everything then. Right? You censor everything. The only thing that can be on there is puppies and kids. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, it's... That's Imagine if up. that was here. So then what that does is that opens up a, I don't necessarily understand the technology behind how it would, how it would work, but that opens up the possibility for a completely decentralized social media, right? Like how Bitcoin is completely decentralized. Yeah. It's managed on a million or a billion computers around the world. Yeah. There, no, no one person owns it. No one person, it makes money from it. Um, that, so that, would, that, that sets up the, that would be the next step right because then there is no one there is no executive group there's no one to take things down yeah then there's no facebook no instagram no zuckerberg can you imagine the fucking trolls that would come out on a completely decentralized uncensored social media yeah oh my god it would be troll central it would just be trolls and dick pics that's all it would be <laughs> That would be Reddit, wouldn't it? That is Reddit, yeah. Reddit is just centralized, so that would also go away, I'm assuming. Uh, I don't use Reddit enough, but uh, the concept is roughly the same, right? Reddit is a trolley mess. There's some great there's great information on Reddit because if yeah. you if you know how to search <laughs> if you know how to search and weed through the bullshit, there is there's a lot of gold there. There's a lot of information that you can get um about anything from intelligent people that are writing, you know, they're just they just like communicating information and you can get things on on stuff that you would never be able to find on google you know in-depth studies on on random shit right on fucking the the impacts of corn or whatever you know like you would (laughs) you would take you forever you could actually find that on reddit but i've not used it so but under there you're gonna have at least a hundred troll comments on every fucking post that are just awful like awful human beings because it's synonymous yeah when i'm just trying to think i mean these trolls they must sit on their computer 24 7 and just sling shit all day so i think i think it's really hard for our brains to comprehend a large amount like large numbers it's hard for our brain to comprehend right so like if a hundred million people are on reddit which i'm sure it's more but let's just say for a small number if a hundred million people are on reddit and 10 percent of them are trolls right that's 
10 million people. Yeah. So 10 million people, if you divide out 24 hours a day, divided by 10 million, you know, you would have somebody new of those 10 million people could legitimately write a comment every fifth of a second and you would have 10 million shitty comments a day. Yeah. That math does not work out. Please don't fucking write that well, down. I don't know. You, know, you, know, you understand my logic here, right? right. It's like it doesn't necessarily need to be five people that are sitting on their computer 24 hours a day. It could be 10 million trolls that write one comment a day and you have a substantial amount of shitty comments every day. Yeah. Now multiply that out by 365 days in a year and you've got a lot of fucking dickheads writing yeah. all over the Internet. Yeah, that's insane. Our, our brains aren't meant to live in this integrated world. Our brains aren't meant to be able to comprehend a million people or 10 million people or a billion people. Our brain are fucking, you look at Dunbar's number, our brains are meant for about 140 people. Like even throughout, throughout evolution, when a tribe hit about 140 people, it would split off into multiple tribes and then grow back up. There weren't 500,000 people tribes. It just, it's it's too difficult to maintain social structures and integration and people, all of a sudden the anonymity comes in and you can keep track of, you know, 90 people in your tribe. You can keep track of the ones that carry their weight and the ones that don't carry their weight, but they're also trying hard, right? Like that's what we talk about a lot. Like the difference between somebody who needs help and somebody who just expects help. And in a, in a tribe of 100 people, that's easy to see. Completely easy to see. You can see fucking Billy Bob over here is a lazy bitch. Yeah. Joan is weak, and but she tries really hard. You know, so we're going to help Joan. I'll give her some food when I get some. Billy Bob, fuck him. He can die in the corner, right? And that's and yeah. that, and that then he gets weeded out. His genes get weeded out, and then the, the whole tribe gets stronger. We're not yeah. meant to be in groups of... 20,000, 30,000, 50,000, million, 350 million people. Oh. We're not. Yeah. Yeah. All right. New COVID variant. We're going to, we're going to keep this. I'm going to cap this one at five minutes. Cause we talk about COVID <laughs> way fucking too much, but I'm going to cap this at five oh, minutes. My first, my first introduction into this is if you start reading all these articles on the new COVID variant, they completely speculate that because of the changes in the spike protein, that this is a million, billion, thousand times more contagious. They do not speculate at all about what it does to your body and the, and the, and the risk it, it has. If just simple, simple, simple knowledge of evolution says that for a virus to mutate, it would want to have contact with more hosts. So it's go- you're going to live longer. The virus is going to let you live. If you fucking die in a day, it only gets to transmit to five people. If you live and carry the virus for months, it's going to transmit to way more people and it's going to evolve better. It's not evolution isn't smart. Evolution is dumb, but it's yeah. simple. But scientific fact: when a virus mutates, generally it gets becomes weaker. Weaker. More contagious and weaker. That's so how. Well, what's more contagious and contagious? I guess that's a scientific question I have. More contagious and contagious? Well, yeah. simple, uh, the amount that you need to have to become, uh, for it to take over your body, right? So like, uh, let's say the initial, the initial variants, your um, viral load, you had to take in, I'm going to use a totally random term, but you had to take in 10 microns of it for it to have enough to take a foothold in your system and your immune system not to fight it off, right? Yeah. So it's, let's say that was 10 microns. And it takes, let's say, a half an hour for you to, in a, in a room like this of us talking, it would take a half an hour on average for you to get 10 microns of the virus from me. Yeah. Okay? More contagious would be, let's say, it only takes a half of a micron for you to be for it to take over your system. Well, that takes that 30 minutes, which how many people do you sit down and talk to in this close of a, of a room for 30 minutes down to two minutes Yeah, in close contact. So that is more contagious than less contagious. So the new, uh, new variant is the, is it Omicron? 
I believe that was uh, it the Omicron. Omicron. I don't think there was an um, I don't think there's an OMN. I don't know. I fucking typed this quick. So I think it's Omicron. 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 So the idea is, is if if you guys have seen, I mean, any every, basically every article has a computer generated image of what a what a covid spike protein looks like. And it is this ball with these little spikes that come off and the spikes are how it gets its way into the human cell. So the new Omicron. It's Omicron, yeah. It is. Okay. So the new Omicron has drastically more of those little spikes. So instead of, if you think of it as like those sticky hands, remember those sticky hands we had when we were a kid and you'd throw them at the window and then they get covered in shit and you'd have to rinse them off and they'd never be the same again. Think of it instead of like, instead of a a, a ball with like five sticky fingers on it, it's a ball with 50 sticky fingers on it, right? So it's going to be a lot more sticky to the human cells. That's the idea of why it's more contagious. So is an increased you know risk fatality. That's an interesting question Probably because if we're mean, looking at if we're looking at a big at a big group of a hundred thousand or a million mm-hmm. people, if even if the same risk of fatality, the risk of ten people dying, if it's a if it's a ten percent fatality, one person's gonna die if ten people get it, right? Is it ten percent? No, 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 no. I'm just I'm using fucking okay. random numbers right. here. Simple numbers for the explanation of what I'm trying to say. Yeah. So if the if the, if the risk of dying is ten percent, and you have ten people, one person's going to die. If you have a thousand people, a hundred people are going to die, right? So it may be the same risk of death, but more people are going to get it. So that means more people are going to die. My other question here is that nobody wants to talk about, and I am not a fucking scientist, but I'm very curious, what does a vast majority of your population having a vaccine do to the evolution of a virus? Because the virus doesn't want to die. The virus, its whole thing, if it dies, it, it never expands and it goes away. Okay. Yeah. So the way that a virus evolves is if 100 people are in a room and one random DNA mutation inside this virus makes it 10 times more likely to, to spread, yeah. then 10 people get that one and only two people get the other one. Those two people don't spread it as much. The 10 people that had it spread it more. That's evolution. That's how evolution works. So if... If out of a room, 80 people are vaccinated and this virus has 50 different um, evolutions in this room that could take on those people, but only two of these evolutions, two of these variants, we'll call them because that's what they're using in the media, two of these variants can, can attack vaccinated and unvaccinated people, that those are the variants that are going to keep evolving. So it's just going to it's going to keep evolving faster if your higher percentage of your population is vaccinated. Yeah, which it's is gonna, true. It's going to drive evolution mm. faster. No, it's true. <clears throat> so I, I'm point. just what I'm saying is 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 the current types of vaccines that we have are not the fucking answer. They're not the answer. Right. I don't have an answer. Well, Pfizer's uh, generating their version of ivermectin at this point. Yeah. And that's and that's being pushed through. And it's it's an antiviral. No, it's not even an antiviral. It's an antifungal, isn't it? Uh, antiparasitical. Antiparasitical, yep. right? <clears throat> and so it's an antiparasitical. So it is based on a it's based on a on a on an HIV drug. And I think I talked about this prior and I said, we don't know what it's based on. It could be ivermectin with a different carbon backbone just so that they can um, patent it. Patent and it. it you know. and that's not the case. It is based on a current HIV drug that is not prescribed or it might even be an AIDS drug because AIDS is a virus. It's a human right. if immunodeficiency virus, right? HIV gives you AIDS. Um, it's based on, holy shit, we're past my five minutes. I said we're going to talk about it. <laughs> um, it's based on that drug. <clears throat> But because it's not it's not prescribed very often for AIDS or HIV because the amount you have to take is 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 bad for your system versus the amount that is showing positives for COVID is much less. So the negatives are, not, are nothing like what they were um, right. to treat AIDS. But this this medication that we have currently is off patent. So what they're going to do is change it just enough. Right. 
that they can patent it. Otherwise, it's four dollars a dose. Yeah. So here's the question. I mean, influenza. Influenza is a variant every year, correct? Yeah, it mutates. The reason that the flu shot sometimes works and sometimes doesn't is because they guess. Well, what it's, the, it's based on the year they, before. They guess what the variant is going to be this coming year. Yeah. What the main variant is going to be. Yeah. Yeah. So ultimately, it's uh, down to good health, right? In the For right now, that's the only answer we have is good I health mean, and treatments. That's the numbers, right? And treatments. Yeah. Treatments. You know, good health to try to make it so you don't get it. Yeah, but 80% of the uh, suffrage, I mean, the people that are experiencing heavy uh, symptoms of COVID are what? Obese. 80 plus percent. Yes, but it's also has a, it's got a pretty bad rate in countries that don't have obesity. So it's overall health. You know, it's, it's got a, the death rate is 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 similar in, in countries that are not as plentiful and obese as first world countries. Right. You know. Or if you go to, you know, China, there's a lot of, you know, obviously there's not a lot of obesity where my family is, but a lot of people are heavy, heavy, heavy smokers. Yeah. So that's a problem right there. Yeah. So overall so, health. I just, exactly, that's, that's yeah. what I'm trying to say is it's overall health, not just obesity. Yeah. But in America, there's an 80% plus of people suffering and the symptoms are obese. Yeah. So, and then you take the other slivers, there's other, you know, what do you call them? Uh, well, they call them diseases of plenty. They're plenty of, you know, first, first world diseases. You know, I mean, you don't, you don't see heart disease and diabetes type, you know, type two diabetes, type one diabetes is, is a, you know, totally non-functioning or yeah. low functioning pancreas. That's totally different. Type two diabetes is a disease of plenty, but I mean, heart disease is the number one killer of people in the world. Yeah. But we're not. So the big question is, I mean, whether there's a variant and there's going to be more variants, they're just going to keep, you know, pushing this out is, is how do we react to that? I mean, we just talked before. I mean, you got experience in that where now you got families that aren't willing to get together with the unvaccinated. Yeah. If you're not vaccinated, boom, don't show up at the house. Yep. And they completely ignore the statistics that you now are just as likely to get it and spread it. Yeah. So what, what's what's I guess? Yeah. What, what does that make a difference? So if you have a get together at a household. And let's say you go in a logic where if you're vaccinated, you can come. Well, you can still, you can still get it. And you're and more you likely, give it. you're more likely to come if you're vaccinated and have it than you are if you're unvaccinated and have it. Because if you're vaccinated and you have COVID, your symptoms are very light. Generally, not always, but generally there's people that Depends die. Health, there's people yeah. that are dying that are vaccinated. Colin Powell died. He's vaccinated, died of COVID. Yeah. Um, but generally, you know, you, you, if we want to talk about, you know, big numbers, the overall, the symptoms are lighter. So you're more likely to come to Thanksgiving than you are if you're unvaccinated and you have COVID. Cause if you're unvaccinated and have COVID, you're feeling it more. You're not going to come to Thanksgiving. Yeah. So isn't the best protocol testing is testing. I mean, if you're that concerned and you can't monitor your own health like oh i'm feeling sick i'm just not going to show up to put everybody at risk yeah why wouldn't we just do well, a, why wouldn't we do a rapid say, hey let's do a rapid test yeah. at walgreens and yep. boom hey we're all yep. okay we we'll can have ra- we'll have rapids at the house it takes 15 minutes you guys you know do it outside and wait in your car and come in when it's you know come in in 15 minutes when it's negative yeah that right there is a perfect yeah or yeah. Do, do it that morning and, it, and this shit this shit works like Hey, I got a buddy who um, I rode in the car with, you know, for for an hour and a half and he was sniffly, but he wasn't bad. He was and he started to feel a little bit worse later that day. Yeah. And uh, yeah, rapid. He he texted me a picture of his rapid. Oh, sorry, man. I, you know, I'm positive. Um, and so I, you know, I kept my distance. I, I rap, took rapids all week and I was fine. Yeah. So, so what's the mentality of uh, people just saying, oh, if you're unvaccinated, yeah. don't show up. Yeah. Is yeah. Just- why not? Why not rapid? You know, oh, we could wrap this on 100%. Well, your fucking vaccination's not 100%. So what, where's your yeah. fucked up theories there? Yeah, there's just no logic to it. And I'm just starting to see, you know, people start peeling families apart. Yeah. Just because, you know, whether you have the... Well, it's the, the, it's the Kool-Aid, right? Oh, yeah. It's the, they're well, drinking it's, the Kool-Aid. Yeah, it's the badge of uh, merit badge. Yeah, now. yeah. So, you know, I'm vaccinated. I want you all to get vaccinated, too. Okay, Christmas gift guide. I just put this on the end. It's fun. It's almost, you know, it's getting to be that time. If you're going to order something or buy something, it's about the time to. to Ex-officio go mesh boxers. They're the best. They're the best. Really? Yes. hundred percent thousand best underwear I've ever bought. And I've worn them for years and years and years. And it's all I wear. Really? Yes. One thousand percent. By far the best underwear I've ever bought. So I'm going to put a plug in for, you know, 
new underwear. Okay. I, I like the new Stealth Skin by As We Move. Okay, I'll check those out. It's it's unique. Okay, it's like you got nothing on. So there's Martin's there's Martin's plug. My plug is the X Officio, but you have to get the Go Mesh, not the cheap X Officio. X Officio has two levels. There's one that's just like the regular cloth, and then there's one that's the Go Mesh. And the Go Mesh is just what you're saying. It's like you legitimately have nothing on. All it does is keep everything like drying in the right place. And if you're a little bit thick like me, it stops your legs from rubbing together <laughs> on your thighs. Like they're fucking great. They're my favorite ever. All right. Well, if you want to level up, then go with the as we move. Oh, no I, spaces. As right, we I'll move. Tr- I'll try them. Dot com. Because there's you don't have that thick waistband that the more you wash them, basically, you know, they get all like, you know, I don't have four sizes too big. I've worn the same like I have the same ones that I've had for four years. And I still wear them. Probably, actually, probably now five years. No, really. And I, you know what? I'm gonna order a pair of X Fisho just yep. to prove that. Okay, I'm gonna send you the link. Make sure you get the right ones. All right. So put, as we move, is is my okay. uh, my plug for that. Um, I put a salt pen, but all the stuff from Assault Limited, um, which is one of the sponsors of this podcast, dude. That's some cool shit. Like, um, the the pencils, the pencils are like a black pencil, but the wood is black. So it's a black pencil with black wood. So when you sharpen it, it's still black. The whole thing is black and it's got like the black on black eraser. They're the coolest pencils. It's it's just a cool oh, little yeah. gag gift to like a stocking stuffer, right? Let's get the pens. Yeah. And the, the pens are awesome. Like I love writing with the pens. They're heavy, but they're not crazy like uh, obtrusive. They got a nice glass break point on the back. They're a badass pen. And then if you really want to go crazy, you can get the assault straws which are basically just black straws, but everybody's all fucking paper straw Nazi around here now. So you get a pack of black straws and bring your own assault straws. Right. Salt pen though for EDC. Yes. Uh, Drink well. I was actually talking with a buddy about this this morning. If you guys are are drinkers. So it's a supplement that you take. It's D-R-I-N-K-W-E-L. And you can order it on Amazon or you can buy it um, from their website. And it's a, it's a supplement. It's a, You take three pills before you start drinking and you take three pills before you go to bed. And what it is is it's N-acetylcysteine and milk thistle and all these other vitamins that help your body process the alcohol. Night and day difference in how you how good you feel the next day. Oh, really? Night and day. So what do you take it after you drink? You take three, like like the, you take three pills before you start drinking. So like if you're going to go out, whatever, you take three pills and then three, three more right before you go to bed, you know, good glass of water and you wake up in the morning and nothing gets rid of all hangover, right? Like you, yeah. you get, unless you're a fucking alcoholic and then you just start drinking the next day, the hangover's gone. So is this a uh, take care of Asian flush? That's a good question. I don't know if it does because you're, to test that out. you actually have a, um, a different digestive, the way that your body digests alcohol. It's basically like a light poison to your body yeah. is why you get the asian flush it's almost like a um yeah, an I allergy up, i light up like a freaking uh, red christmas yeah tree. so we'll try it i got i got some at my house and we'll try it and, and see if it works <laughs> um but i love this stuff and i was talking to a buddy he has a different one um if you guys have one of the subscription car washes by your house that's a fucking awesome oh, yeah. present an awesome presence either you know ours is 20 or 30 bucks a month um you know you figure somebody yeah, okay, if it's your brother, you know, or your cousin or something, you're not going to spend 300 bucks on them. Um, but if if it's a, you know, somebody that you're going to spend a few hundred dollars on. Yeah, significant you, other. You sig- got- it's fucking great. You, could, you can wash your car the way ours is. You can wash your car every day. Yep. Every fucking day. Wash and vacuum every, every single day. Your ROI is basically two and a half washes. Yeah. So, yeah, that's a good idea. Um, the Jack Car books. Yeah, I figured you'd put that in there. Oh, they're awesome. <laughs> They're awesome. I'm just waiting for the next one to come out. I actually just ordered a new book um, called Welcome to the Woke Trials. It's a it's a British woman. She's a journalist that basically is like pulling the curtain back on all this woke bullshit and really like ripping into that entire like leftist woke movement and how it's damaging all of the pushes to try to actually, you know, legitimize you know, minorities and stuff like that and actually grow and improve them. Um, yeah. So I'll, I'll get into that. But yeah, no, the Jack Carr books, um, he's an awesome writer. He he really is. And and the detail, he he's a he's a SEAL, right? Retired SEAL. Yeah. So he's got a lot of the knowledge, but he also like goes so in depth into his research. Like he will, you know, he'll like, he'll find somebody that has a specific gun that he wants to write about. So he can really like look at all the intricacies. So when he's explaining it, you can see everything in your head, like how it is. And, and they're awesome. And the storylines are great too. Um, 
I put battery ratchet and impact because I use that fucking thing. I use Milwaukee. I use an M12 ratchet and an M18 impact. Um, but if you're looking for something for your significant other and he's a dude or she works on cars, um, those things have saved me so much time. Battery ratchet. Yeah. What's your what's the brand you recommend? Milwaukee is my brand, Milwaukee. but I'm I'm a Milwaukee guy just because once you buy a brand, right, then you have the batteries. You just yeah. keep buying the tools and you always have the batteries. So you're kind of like you inve- once you invest once. Yeah, you're kind of sticking to that tool. Like I have Milwaukee M12. I have Milwaukee M18. Now I that I have all the tools in those things versus if I was DeWalt, I would have all the DeWalt tools in those that's things. True. No, that's a good idea. And then I don't know if any of you guys have ever tried these electric knife sharpeners, but it's like a three stage electric knife sharpener. It's about yay big. It kind of looks like a loaf, like a silver loaf of bread. And it's got um, the coarse grind wheels with the angles and then the medium grind wheels with the angles and then the fine grind wheels with the angles. And you just turn it on and all all six of them spin at the same time. And you just run your knife backwards. through. Oh, they're fucking great. They're great. Um, And then uh, the Cairo gun, which is my my brand that I use, but we were talking about it before. It's a Theragun, but any. Yeah, there's Theragun, Hyperice, but don't spend, you know, the three to $500 on one because you can get them for hundred bucks or less. Yeah. And I've never had a problem with my knockoff Cairo gun. It it's works, works great. Battery holds it. It's got a lot of power. It's got all the attachments like, but any anyway, those are awesome to just, and then if you buy it for them, you have to actually put in the time to use it on them. Right. Like oh, if yeah. it's just, if it's your significant other, like, I bought you this and here's an hour worth of me massaging you with it. Damn. That's, that's a weird creative ideas. Right? Yeah. I guess another one I'd add to the list is, uh, you know, think this year about EDC. I mean, we live in a time where you guess what? We can't depend on the police. I mean, bless their hearts, but there's a five minute response time and they'll agree too. So, you know, get your partner and get your significant others, whether it's a, uh, oh man, I wish I knew what those guns were <clears throat> that basically are pepper spray guns, but um, a Kimber. Kimber, yep, the Kimber yep. pepper spray guns. Yep, the two shots, or you know what? Guess what? Knife is a good knife, and I know uh, Dustin's making some custom knives. Yep. So you know, custom knives are awesome gifts, and then uh, the assault pen too. Just whatever you can carry with you to, uh, to keep you safe. I'm gonna have to contact Dustin. I've been thinking about having like a custom Santoku made like for no, me really? and me and then both of my brothers like really invest some money it's something that they'll keep forever yeah and get like three matching ones and have them made oh yeah yeah Not he, the, he was thinking of doing a squared away podcast one was he He'd fly down there and awesome know, get one done but uh yeah think about some edc are stuff. we gonna be able to fly can we fly or we have to drive i don't know that's a scary part i don't know that's why i got my kids all you know basically travel credits and told them hey get it done soon as you can because we just don't know what's yeah. going to happen yeah you know um yeah in the next few months too i just want to add with the supply chain oh yeah let's get into that quick we're at an hour so we got a few minutes but yeah jump into that so you know i get the outlook every week you know being in the business i'm in i mean we got to pay attention to it and um a lot of manufacturers right now we're looking at we're hoping that the cost of containers coming from overseas, we're going to kind of relieve, you know, level off, maybe relieve a little bit after spring of 22. Um, what we found out is, no, it's not going to level off. In fact, uh, Black Friday that morning, I got a email saying, hey, the L.A. containers are going up another $5,000 premium because everybody's waiting in line. The demand is it's tough. I mean, we had to cancel probably like almost 40 containers already. Holy shit. Because by the time you order a container, so if I'm a manufacturer, I'm making whatever product that you need. Right now, I guarantee it's probably already made, whether it's in China, Vietnam, you know, Thailand, wherever it is. The problem is there's so much product sitting over there waiting to get here. Well, I have to make money to sell it to you. So if I have 150 to 200 and some products on a container, I have to divide that container cost up on each of the products. So... It used to be the last administration was three to five thousand dollars container. Right now, it's sitting anywhere between eleven thousand to right now. The average is fifteen to twenty plus thousand the container, just to get it over here. But then you have to add the cost of it's got to get trucked to the warehouse, and then from the warehouse, you, it still has to be delivered to you, and all that is is dollars. Fuel, so, fuel is up, labor is up, yep. everything is up. So right now they told me that, I mean, right now everything's up 287%. And by spring, we thought there'd be relief, but they're saying now it's going to be another 100% stacked on top to get it over over ocean freight. 
but then the fuel surcharges are climbing at 15%, you know, clips. So right now, I hate to say it, you know, for our listeners, you know, go out and get about six months worth of supplies because there's two bad things that are going to happen is either there's going to be, you know, major shortages because we can't get product here. And if it doesn't leave the port right now, it's 40 to 60 days. And then it sits at the port for another, it could be one to three weeks. So you're not going to see a lot of stuff. Shelves are going to be bare or two. If there is supply, the prices are just going to be skyrocketed. So what are you going to do? So I know I talked to a lot of manufacturers last week and here's the problem is for us and them to offset costs, we're looking at now is, well, how do we downgrade our product? So how do we start cutting corners on manufacturing so that it costs us less to manufacture and maintain a price point where it's not going to be a huge hike, but it's going to be a significant hike on all products coming through. So for a shittier quality product. Exactly. So for our listeners, it's like, you know, I don't want to get you all crazy. You know, I don't want to see everybody running and getting toilet paper like crazy again. But yeah, you're going to have to, you know, figure out what you need to stock up and change your standard of living because 2022 is going to be tough. And maybe think about your consumerism. Yeah. Like how much shit are you buying? Just yeah, your standard of living. I mean, what do you what do you need? You know? You know, fill your freezers now. I mean, you're seeing prices go up on food and on meat. You know, focus on that. Make sure you got your your staples, your regular stuff. Bows, rifles, and fishing poles, bitches. <laughs> exactly. All right. Um, that is a wrap. I hope you guys have an awesome rest of the week. 